With three locations in Southeast Michigan, Art and Jake's provides the community with the best dining experience. Whether you're looking for a quick lunch, dinner with the family, taking the kids out after their team sports, or drinks and cold beers with friends while watching the game, Art and Jake's has all you're looking for and more. Enjoy Art and Jake's delicious food with prompt and friendly service and a fun-filled family atmosphere. With over 70 TVs at each location, you'll catch all the sports action along with private TVs in the booths that'll help keep the young ones entertained. You'll see why Art and Jake's has become the go-to spot in Metro Detroit. Often imitated, but never duplicated. Art and Jake's. The Mac Attack podcast is sponsored in part by FAMS Printing, your source for screen printing and embroidered apparel. From school teams to businesses big and small, FAMS Printing does it all. FAMS can even set you up with your very own web store. Visit our website at www.famsprinting.com and ask how they can give your next order the primo stamp of approval. I'm Zach Clark. And I'm Zach Hayes. This is your home for the most competitive football in the state of Michigan. This is your home for the most comprehensive coverage week in and week out. This is the Mac Attack Podcast with Zach and Zach. This is the Mac Attack Podcast with Zach and Zach. Joining us now on the Mac Attack Podcast, the legend himself, the son of Swami, Mick McCabe. Mick, thanks for joining us. Hey, pleasure. Mick, first, you know, when you look at this bracket and the way things have gone from the pre-district round, now we're in the semis in Division One. how would you characterize these playoffs? I mean, from our standpoint, uh, surprising would be an understatement if you look at Chippewa Valley going out or in D2, Oak Park going out. I mean, it, it's just been an interesting ride. Stevenson, the last Mac Red team left, crazy. Yeah, it's uh, unthinkable, uh, unpredictable. No one would have. No one would have had uh, Sterling Heights Stevenson in the semifinals. Uh, and probably not even anybody at Stevenson would have had him in the, in the semifinals. That's, uh, it's shocking. What do you make of Stevenson, Mick? Young coach, young roster, bruising regular season, you know, now 48 minutes away from Ford Field. Yeah, well, uh, their team that was young, obviously, and they matured as the season went along. And I think they're a byproduct of eight-man football because so many schools have gone to eight-man, leaving fewer in 11-man, which means that all of a sudden, a bunch of five and four teams made the state playoffs, where a few years ago, very, not you know maybe sixteen would make it. I think this year it was like fifty three, most they've ever had at five and four. They were one of the teams that was able to. I mean, if you want to say sneak in, but uh, I mean a lot of t- schools changed their goals um, when they figured out what was going on from six to three to hey five and four we can make it, and they did. And uh, this is what happened, and they got better as the season went along. Um, and they're, you know, they're playing in, in arguably, uh, the toughest division of any league in the state. So, you know, there were a lot of growing pains there and they grew up. You talk about the number of five and four teams getting in. I mean, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just, uh, different. That's all because of eight man football. Uh, if there wouldn't be eight man football and you were still, we were, everybody was still 11 man. They probably would not have made the state playoff. I'm 
I don't look at it as a bad thing at all. Now, you see, too, with the talent from some of these teams, how rare in the future will it be to see teams go back-to-back as state champions? I mean, we've seen some dynasties from Clarkson, uh, Detroit Cast Tech, even Macomb, uh, Dakota, going back-to-back a couple of years before. Is it, When you start seeing the teams like Davison and Stevenson in the race, are we going to be less likely to see these dynasty runs from some of these high school teams? Well, you know, Detroit King is right in there, too, with those guys. Now about Jackson, Lumen, Christie, they're working on a four-peat at the lower level. Um, I think you're always going to have teams like this, especially, you know, Stevenson has a history now. I mean, they've never won a state championship, but Rick Bay built a powerhouse. They were in the state playoffs um, every year. And so uh, basically um, what uh, Justin's been able to do is revive uh, that tradition. And Davison, even though they've been down, they were always a very, very good program. And, uh, and uh, now, uh, they're back and, uh, and, and I think they're going to be back for a long time. Um, so it's always difficult to repeat. I thought Chippewa Valley had a terrific chance to repeat, but, um, you know, they, uh, played their arch rival in, uh, right away in the playoffs and, uh, killed them. This is the way it should be, right? You mentioned uh, Sterling Heights Stevenson. The story of Macomb County football can't be written without a chapter or two about Stevenson and Rick By. To me, Mick, it's hard to believe it's taken them 10 years to get back to, at least to begin to get back to the way things used to be. Well, you know, um, back the way they used to be, yes. But, uh, you know, the emergence of Dakota, uh, the emergence of Chippewa Valley, although Chippewa Valley under my car was really good. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I think a chapter with Rick By would maybe be shared with Bob Lancey, mm-hmm. um, because the Stevenson Utica Eisenhower, uh, that was a, uh, that was a can't miss game every single year. And those two programs basically challenged each other and, uh, they had to get better. And it's, it's kind of like the Oakland Raiders back in the uh, 70s when they were a powerhouse. John Madden was a coach. I know most of your listeners say, John Madden was a coach. Yeah, <laughs> John the, Madden you know, was a coach. Game. And they set, the, the, yeah, they set the tone for the whole entire um, AFC. Everybody wanted to reach their level. Well, you know, in Macomb County, everybody wanted to reach Stevenson's level. And Stevenson and Eisenhower were head and shoulders above everybody else in Macomb County. And uh, uh, so as everybody else got better uh, and, and you go and Rick retires and then they go through changes and, you know, it took a while to, a while to find the guy. And Justin may very well be the guy. You mentioned Davis and Mick. They have an elite quarterback in Brendan Sullivan, and we've seen him roll all year long. But then, Mick, last week they rolled on the ground and they sliced a Nike defense that has been so good. I mean, how, how do you stop that? I mean, if they can show you A or B at that level, I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah, exactly. That was the surprise that they were able to all of a sudden move the ball on the ground like that. And Brendan Sullivan didn't have to win the game because early in the year, Brendan Sullivan had to win all those games by almost by himself. And uh, well, with his receivers, of course, but um, through the passing game, but now they can run the ball too. 
that's going to be really difficult uh, for Stevenson to stop. Uh, it, yeah, it's kind of terrifying for sure. And, you know, we talk about terrifying. I mean, all I have to say is Belleville, right? And everybody starts shaking. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. When you look at a team like Belleville, that collection of talent, I mean, it just, yeah. man, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's what School of Choice has done. Um, and, you know, there's no Freedom of Information Act to find out where everybody lives. But I wonder how many of those kids live in Belleville. Uh, but again, the rules have changed. Now you can basically go anywhere you want to. And um, they're doing a great job of getting kids to want to go there. Um, it, that'd be real interesting to figure out how everybody got where they got. But uh, a lot of those kids don't live in Belleville. And, uh, and they got talent. Well, is that they got is that a go back to the, the question? Is that a good thing or a bad thing for, for high school football? It's a good thing if you live in Belleville, but, uh, but, um, you know, and the thing was too, I mean, you used to see rosters kind of like that at Catholic central and brother rice back in the day. And, uh, so school of choice is kind of even that out a little bit, um, whether it's good or bad, it's, that's just the way it is. What does it take? Do you think to build a program like that? What do you have to do? if you're a place like Belleville to stand out above the rest, because I mean, at some point you've got to get the ball rolling somehow you've got to gain momentum. Well, uh, Jermaine Crowell was a coach, uh, the defensive coordinator at Cass tech, which certainly has a ton of uh, talent or has a ton of talent and their talent this year is young. That's why they were able to get, you know, as far as they got mm. that kind of paralleled, um, uh, Stevenson's rise. Uh, but then Stevenson beat him last week. Um, but he was there and, and they got a lot of kids to choose, uh, to come to Belleville. And, uh, that's what it took to get good. They got the talented kids to come in. Mick, you are known for your puns when you're, uh, making your choices. <laughs> how did you decide that that was how you were going to make yourself stand out a little bit to, to have those? Yeah. I puns? mean, I mean yeah, you, you want to do something a little different and, when Hal Schramm, who was the original Swami, who, you know, didn't have to go for that stuff, uh, when he, he uh, passed on and I kind of took this over, I said, well, what can I do that's a little different? And so I started making up uh, names for schools, and uh, then I would do some, and then Gene Myers, who was the prep coordinator, um, you know, some people liked them, some didn't, and uh, he goes, well, for the people who don't like them, then just do everybody. Everybody. Goes, yeah, do everybody. And then nobody can complain. There you well, go. Except me, who's sitting there banging my head <laughs> against uh, the computer trying to think of stupid stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, it just uh, came about like that. Just um, doing a couple at a time. And then uh, uh, my boss saying, do everybody. And here <laughs> okay. we are. For the record, I enjoy them. <laughs> oh, thank you. We look at the penultimate weekend in high school football this year. Mick, what excites you when you look ahead to the semifinals? And I mean, maybe even stepping outside of Division One. What are you looking forward to? Well, you know, I, I haven't, unfortunately, um, if I were going to the Stevenson Davidson game, I look forward to the concession stand at Troy Athens. Best 
in the state. Excellent. Unquestioned. Unquestioned. The Bobby D burger, I mean, it's heart attack on a plate. And um, they've got a bunch of other good choices. Plus, they have Cherry Coke and Diet Coke on the pop dispenser. So, boom. But um, um, Brighton, you know, I don't, I don't think they can win the game. But in each of the pre, not this year, but the two previous years, um, Belleville had to beat them in double overtime last year and the year before. They had to hit a pass on the last play of the game. So whether they can do that again, I don't know. Um, uh, you know, it, it, uh, Mona Shores and Wall Lake Western in Division Two, they're going to be throwing the ball all over the place. Um, you know, I feel bad for the kids at DeWitt. They got to play Muskegon. DeWitt's a young team. I mean, this is supposed to be a rebuilding year. Now they got to be, uh, play Muskegon. It would be fun seeing Cameron Martinez, the quarterback from, uh, Muskegon because he's fabulous. And, uh, Lansing Catholic Central, uh, Jim Mahern is kind of like the quarterback whisperer. Uh, they have a, a very, uh, good quarterback every single year. I mean, this guy knows what he's doing. And Kingsley, from up near Traverse City is uh, is really a good team, and that's going to be a terrific uh, Division Five semifinal. And um, uh, I think in Division Seven, um, Iron Mountain and Paloma Westalia at the Uperdome. The last time these schools met was in boys basketball, where the officials Paloma uh, Iron Mountain was leading the game, and the two uh, the three idiot officials kind of lost their minds and made two unbelievably bad calls in the last minute and a half that, uh, that cost Iron Mountain state championship. Wow. And now they're playing football, but I think Kawamo is a little bit too good for them. And then reading is, is really good in uh, division eight. They're defending state champs, but Fowler, when Steve Spicer was a coach, they had a fabulous program in, in, what would be Division Eight now, and so seeing them play reading is uh, pretty exciting. Mick, it is so great to have you, the son of Swami, the legend himself from the Detroit Free Press. Mick McKay, thank you so much for the time. It's been a pleasure. Sure, anytime, guys. Appreciate it. Heidebright Chevrolet is proud to sponsor the Mac Attack with Zach and Zach. Your friends at Heidebright know what it takes to field a winning team. Good luck to all Mac Red playoff qualifiers for Northern Macomb County's only locally owned and operated car dealership. Owners Kurt Heidebright and John Boyce are lifelong Bulldogs, but their support of high school sports extends to the entire Mac Red area. Heidebright Chevrolet has all pros at every position, from the all-new Silverado and Blazer to the top-selling Equinox and Traverse, plus a reliable pre-owned vehicle for every budget, superior service, and the area's highest-rated body shop put Heidebright at the top of the standings. Visit Heidebright Chevrolet at RomeoChevy.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Thanks for listening to the Mac Attack Podcast with Zach and Zach. For more, visit MacAttackPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MacAttackPod. And don't forget to like the Mac Attack with Zach and Zach on Facebook. The Mac Attack Podcast is sponsored in part by FAMS Printing, your source for screen printing and embroidered apparel. From school teams to businesses big and small, FAMS Printing does it all. FAMS can even set you up with your very own web store. Visit our website at www.famsprinting.com and ask how they can give your next order the primo stamp of approval.